who's without money, come eat and drink freely. For surely the well is flowing, the well of life. Bakuna raskiende, ziprus kondushka tachnitilimendi. Jesus and we bow Lord whatever happens here that Jesus gets all the glory all the honor all the adoration we worship you today we worship you we worship you we worship you we give you all the glory Lord receive the glory receive the adoration in Jesus mighty name come on and the people of God say amen and amen come on give Jesus an extra shout of praise Come on, you can give Jesus a bit of shout of praise in that. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. God bless you. Welcome at, to Faith City. By the way, just, we, let me just inform you, today is your day for a miracle. Would you quickly tell your neighbor, today is your day for a miracle. Can one of the ushers just switch on these lights? Thank you. Come on, tell your neighbor that you like. Shock them. Today is your day. For a miracle. Come on, tell the other one that you like. Today is your day for a miracle. I know a lot of people is away on long holiday and long weekends and, you know, April, May, June, July. But who cares? God is in this place. And uh, for all that, that's here right now, I believe that this morning is going to be the greatest morning for you. Before I'm going to get to the main message, I want you to open up your Bibles quickly to the book of Malachi, chapter 3. I'm going to start to read from verse 8. It says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, In what have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven, and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be not room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine, the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Now, I'm thinking about this, if God looks at Faith City today, does he say there's a couple of thieves sitting there? Think about this. If God looks at this church, does he see thieves? Because the scripture says, if we don't tithe to the Lord, we're robbing him. And so you might say, well, God doesn't need my money. No, he doesn't, but his work does. The, the day will come that, did you know this? That you will give accountability before God for your giving. When you give, it's not just an opportunity to give, but it's an opportunity for God to increase your income. People ask me continuously, well, this is Old Testament. No, it's not. Abraham paid tithing to Melchizedek 400 years before the law. So it's nothing to do with the law. Tithing is about you putting God first. What is the tithe? The tithe is something that I give to the Lord before any deductions. 
All right, that's what you get before deductions. 10% of that belongs to the Lord. That's just what the Bible says. 10% belongs to God. Finishing clock. To the storehouse. So your tithing does not go to the poor. That's an elm. Wave at me if you're awake. All right? A tithing is what belongs to the Lord, to the house of God. But he doesn't just stop there and say, bring the tithe. He says, bring the tithe in the offering. An offering is something over and above, something that stretches you. Something that costs you something. That's what the word offering means. The day will come, mark my words, that the only things that you will have is what you've given to God. The day is coming that you can't, you can't trust banks, you can't trust the economy of this world. You'll have to stand on your giving account and that's it. Are you listening to me right now? Die from your business. Die from your personal life. Die every time that God blesses you with something, give it back to the Lord. You know, Abraham made a covenant with God. He says, everything that you give me, I'll give you 10% of. And we are heirs of Abraham. Come on, sons of Abraham. So we have to do what he does. If you want to get out of, I see a lot of people ask me, pray for my finances. I can pray until I'm blue in the face. Unless you do what the Bible says to do, nothing will change. You want to get out of financial difficulties, you have to sow. And I know a lot of people when it comes to giving, that's Judas talking. And we rebuke the spirit of Judas. Come on, the Bible says the righteous is generous. I said the righteous is generous. If you are righteous, you'll never complain about giving. Never. You love to give when you are a, a righteous man and a righteous woman of God. Is somebody listening to me? You know, when David built a house for the Lord, it cost him in today's money about a hundred million dollars. A hundred million. It's time that the Christians, the children of God, get back to the word of the Lord. God says, I'll bless you so that you can be a blessing. And this morning, we want to come and honor the Lord of our substance. So I want to give you an opportunity to come and sow your tithe and your offering into the buckets. There's details on the screen. And the, I think it's Urban is right there in the back. If you want to use the pot machine, come and let's give to the Lord. This is part of our worship, as the scripture says. my dad just to come here quickly. Cecil, Justin's mic, please. Just want to give a testimony quickly.
never ever. I've made some calculations and I've checked my sewing account. And um, it is so awesome. Within five years, my sewing is more than my salary was five years ago. I praise the Lord. Isn't God good? Amen. And, you know, uh, in actual fact, if you think about it, you know, if, if I ever thought how much I must give, I would be concerned. But, you know, just giving because God's word is the truth, that makes the doors to open up for you. All right? So if you, you can calculate that, you know, if, just think about it. My net income is what I'm sowing now within five years. Within five years. So God is awesome. So I can, I can encourage any person here that, you know, let's be realistic. A lot of times when we have to sow, your mind says, I cannot afford it. But I want to say that you cannot afford not to sow. Because once you have that mindset out of the way, God can bless. All right? God can only bless what you give. All right? So seed in the ground will grow eventually. So if you don't, if you don't put seed in the ground, there, will no, there won't be any growth. Yeah. But you cannot just put seed in the ground once. You have to continue doing that. Because once this one has grown, then the next one is up ready for growth again. So I just thought I have to encourage you. God is good. And um, don't stop sowing. Amen. Amen. What a testimony. God is so awesome. The word of God cannot lie. Do you believe that this morning? I want you to do me a favor. I want you to grab a hold of faith. If you don't have faith, look, look to somebody that seems like, yeah, this guy's got faith. And grab a hold of them and say, I want this man's faith. Because the Bible says everybody receives the same word, but not everybody receives the same manifestation because not everybody mix the word of God with faith. So in order for you to receive what God has for you this morning, you'll have to mix the word of God with some faith. Amen. So we are a, a Bible-believing church. If you're here for the first time, we believe what the word of God says. I said, uh, we believe what the word of God says. We believe in miracles. We believe that he still performs miracles. I believe in a God that's supernatural. When the doctor says there's nothing that we can do for you, I believe in the God of the Bible. Come on, we believe in the praying of tongues. We are a tongue-talking church. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, we believe that unless a man is born again, he'll never inherit the kingdom of God. Come on, we believe that we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Come on, we believe that he is the King of kings and he is the Lord of lords. We believe that the blood of Jesus still sets men free. We, be, we are a church that believes in holiness and in righteousness, being in right standing with the Father. I'm speaking to somebody right now. We believe in a God of breakthrough and a God of power. Come on, a God that's nothing too hard for him. Come on, we believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We believe in the baptism of the Spirit, the baptism of fire, and the baptism of water. We believe this is a church that believes in God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, three in one. Come on, we believe what the Word of God says. Amen. And I'm a preacher telling you this morning that you are at the greatest place ever. Because some of you, I'm talking to at least 10 of you, God is going to do something for you in your spirit, man, this morning. And He's going to set you free. Mentalities will be changed. 
Hear me right now. Mindsets will be shifted by the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, I want to tell you right now that you are victorious. If you understand who you are in God, you are His prized possession. Listen to me, he did not die for Gabriel. He did not pay the price for Michael, but he paid the price for you. Come on, and he has exalted you, seated you in heavenly places with him. Are you listening to me? You're not just nobody. You are special to the king of glory. So today, I'm gonna, I want to I wanna name this sermon, Blessings and Cursings. Blessings and Cursings. Now, I'm going to quote this quickly. Moses came to Israel. And he says, God says before you, life and death, blessings and cursings, choose life that you might live. Now you have to understand, he puts before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Blessings or cursings is also a decision to make. If you want to live, you have to choose life. Is that correct? If you want to be blessed, you have to choose the blessing. You cannot have what you preach against. I want to speak to somebody. You cannot have what you talk against. You talk against healing, you'll stay sick. You talk against prosperity, you'll stay broke. Oh, I'm touching on something right now. You cannot have what you speak against. You don't believe the full word of God, then you are choosing the cursing instead of the blessing. And if I read my Bible, He's a God that wants to bless you to the overflow. Would you turn to somebody maybe behind you and say, you will not run dry, you will run over. Say it like you believe it. You will not run dry, you will run over. I'm sick and tired of a religious spirit and a self-righteous spirit. Give me the unrighteous, but don't give me the self-righteous. You know, I had a, a, a strange week. I was attacked every day. Every single day, through the self-righteous spirit, one of them I can just quickly name. We don't like your clothing. We don't like your ring, promise you. We don't like the music in your church. I gave me a whole list of stuff. What's wrong? I wanted to say you can't even run your house, but you want to run the house of God. Go run your children. Take up, speak to us about running the house of God. Come on, don't be quiet right now. The self-righteous spirit is a devil. It's a devil. You know, they look at your clothing and it does not qualify you. Look at your ring and they don't, it doesn't, don't you, why do you want a big ring? Because I like a big ring. Because I serve a big God. Amen. I don't like what you wear. My wife does. So I'm okay. You better hear me. I'm speaking to Faith City right now. Thank God that you are saved by the blood of Jesus. Salvation does not come through their back doors. It comes through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know, where's your suit? I outgrew them. If you don't like what I wear, buy me a suit. I believe with all of my heart that when God looks at Vessel Dubrain this morning, he's not worried about my jacket. He's looking deeper. He's looking deeper. He's searching the heart of man. That's 
That's what he's interested in. He's interested in your heart. In your heart. Your clothing does not qualify the blessing of the Lord. Jesus qualified you and made you acceptable. Come on, made you acceptable before the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't like your worship music. We don't worship you. We worship the King of heaven and he adores it. Hallelujah. Woo. The self-righteous is there. They don't even go to church. Shame on you. Even the Muslims go to mosque. And you don't think that you need the church because you're self-righteous. When you're self-righteous, you'll have to stand before God. And listen to me. Your own works must qualify you. And your own works will never be able to qualify you. Because all of your righteousness is filthy rags. Let me just speak on that for one more minute. You know, they look at you and you have something black on. And ooh, ooh, it's a devil. It's a devil. Maybe it's because you like black. Have they ever thought about that? Maybe you like black shirts. I love black. If I can black Chloe, black. It makes you look fun. <laughs> I like black. It's not how I feel on the inside. If I have to show you what I feel on the inside, my God, there's joy unspeakable and full of glory. The light of the world lives in me. But the church has become so religious. So religious. Have you seen what it says? Don't you know that you're talking against God's daughter and God's son? The church has become so religious. Oh, you're not speaking the truth. His name is not Jesus. He's Yeshua HaMessiah. You are not a Jew. You are not a Jew. People think that when I say Yeshua HaMessiah, I'm more holier. I guarantee you, 90% of them have affairs outside their marriage. Hear me, look me in the eye. If I say Jesus... Every devil in hell stands on attention. There's a name above every other name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. There's only one. They tell me that you have to say Jesus Christ of Nazareth so that the devil knows who you're talking about. He knows. I can whisper that name and he knows. Woo! I can say gee and the devil is on attention. There's a name above every other name. But the religious spirit, you know, you go, they go to Israel once in their life and they come back different. Now they're an Orthodox Jew. If I read the scripture, you're neither Greek nor Jew nor Gentile. That's over. I said, that's over. Do you think the Lord looks at them and says, oh, he can speak, he can speak Hebrew, hmm? You can speak Hebrew and still go to hell. Amen. Stop being self-righteous. God hates self-righteousness. Let me say that again. God hates self-righteousness. You know what I ask people? You know, if you don't like what you see on Facebook, change the channel. What makes you the judge? Who made you judge? If, you know, there's a lot of guys that I don't agree with on Facebook. I'll never go and attack them. Never. I flip the channel. There's a block button, delete, 
Amen? But the self-righteous will always try to attack. And when you're self-righteous, you miss the blessing of the Lord. Now I want to speak to you on blessings and cursings. Because Christians preach a half a gospel. Now if you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in this way, Jesus Christ died for your sins only, you're preaching a half a gospel. If you preach that Jesus Christ died for your sickness only, you preach a half a gospel. If you say Jesus Christ died that you might be wealthy, you preach a half a gospel. Christ paid a price so that the whole curse of sin would be broken forever and forever. Now, listen to, to me quickly. When, when before, before Adam and Eve fell into sin, God already had a plan for mankind. Do you understand that? When, for, for Adam and Eve, they were never called to work hard, to toil. Oh, it's quiet now. They were created to experience the blessings of God every day because that's the covenant that God had with them. That was God's original plan for man. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Say something that I just know that you're still awake. God's plan for man was to prosper, to live forever, never to be sick, never to grow old. How many of you understand that? That was God's plan. But because of sin, man became disobedient towards God. Because of sin, God said, now the curse will be upon you. The curse will be upon your ground. He told Adam, you will work hard. You will toil hard. The ground will give up thorns. You will work in thorn-infested ground. Cursed is the ground for your sake. Are you listening to me? Now he's pushed out of Eden. No more blessing. Now he'll have to work. I said he will have to work. You will have to work hard and he's going to die because of sin. Sin leads to death, by the way. If sin was not committed in Eden, we would have never died. We would have lived on the earth forever and God would have lived with us. But because this earth is full of sin and full of corruption, this earth is coming to nothing. And therefore the Bible says that he will create a new heaven and a new earth. Now I want to just say this and I want people to listen to me right now. I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures today. Please grab a pen and paper and understand something. Jesus Christ knew his destiny before the foundations of the earth. How many of you understand that? God told the devil in Eden, he says the seed of the woman shall crush your head. That's a done deal. You have to know, you have taken back dominion and authority just for a while. The earth is cursed. Mankind will live under the curse until Jesus Christ comes. When the son of man comes, he'll break the curse. Come on, he'll destroy the curse forevermore. Shout, shout yes. Now here's the powerful thing. Let's go on a little bit. Jump a couple of chapters. Here comes Abraham. God says, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Lord. Take your son, the one you love. Go and sacrifice him. But you have to understand what God spoke to him. Even in Genesis chapter 12, God made a covenant with him. Say covenant. By the way, the Bible says God will never break a covenant. Do you know he honors his word above his name? That's powerful. He honors his word above his name. So he will never lie. Never in his, he will never lie. So he made a covenant of Abraham and he gave him an instruction. Now the blessing of the Lord works in this way. If you do this, I'll do this. Come on, that's a covenant. You do this, I'll do this. Now God told him, get out of your country. 
In other words, get out of your comfort zone. Go to a place where I will show you. And then he made a covenant with him. He said, I will bless you. I will bless you. And you will be a blessing. Now, if you're poor, how can you bless others? Or maybe, maybe you in the middle section hear me. God said, I'm going to bless you so much that you will be a blessing. Come on. I will bless you so that you can bless the nations. The nations of the earth shall call you blessed. Hallelujah. I'll make your descendants as much as the stars is in the sky. And, and later on, when, when Abraham was about to go and sacrifice Isaac, God stopped him. And you know what the Bible says? Abraham believed and it was counted as righteousness unto him. Now please understand this. You can never be righteous before the cross. The cross of Jesus Christ made you righteous. But here the scripture says Abraham believed. And it was accounted to him and to righteousness. Part of the blessing of Abraham is salvation. Woo. Now understand something. The curse of sin means that you were supposed to go to hell because of your sin. You were, you were doomed for hell and destruction because you broke the covenant of God. You broke the laws of God. And by the way, if you are a law-abiding heavenly citizen, the Bible says if you break one law, you're guilty of everyone. For the self-righteous. You know, the Sabbath. Do you believe the Sabbath is Sunday, Saturday? Let me tell you when is the Sabbath. Every day. Christ became my Sabbath. In other words, I'm not just going into his rest on a Sunday or on a Saturday. I am in the rest of the Lord every single day of my life. Should I eat pork? Shouldn't I eat pork? Well, the Bible says whatever I pray over is blessed. It says it's not what's going in that defiles a man, but it's what comes out that defiles a man. We keep on to the laws, but we break some of them. Thank God that the law cannot save I said, the law cannot save. But thank God for Jesus Christ. I said, thank God for Jesus Christ. So Abraham saw the crucifixion long before it happened. God shall supply of himself a sacrifice. Now let's go to the following verse. Galatians chapter 3, 13 to 14. I want to read this to you. Christ has redeemed us. From the curse of the law. Say redeemed. In other words, Christ has set me free. It was for freedom that we've been set free. Christ has redeemed us, set us free from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now understand something. Christ redeemed you, set you free from the curse of sin, of death, of hell, of the grave. Come on. The sin, the law, completely he has set you free. In other words, the scripture says he became the curse. When he hung on the cross, he took every curse that you were supposed to pay. He took it on him. All right? He, he became the curse. Then he goes on. So that the blessing of Abraham can come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. This means to those who belong to Jesus Christ. 
Now they become heirs. The blessing of Abraham. And by the way, please read your Bible once in a while. Abraham was one of the richest men ever. Ever. Now the scripture says that blessing. That blessing comes upon us. Now people think that the blessing is just money. It's not just money. I'm going to show you a couple of things. Let's just let's jump to verse 29 quickly. This is Galatians 3, 29. And if you are Christ's. This means if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now only Jesus can do that because I don't see a Jew this morning in this building. But you belong to Christ. And because you belong to Christ, now you qualify woo, for the blessing of Abraham upon your life. And if you believe that, you better shout. I said if you believe that, you better shout. Now think about this. The curse is the following. You're going to go to hell for your sins. You have been separated from God. And because of the curse of sin, you will have sickness upon your body. You will have poverty upon you. You will have to toil hard. The favor of God will not work for you because you are separated from Him. Come on. You'll have to have pain in your body. You'll have to to bear that sickness and infirmity and fear and oppression in your body because of the curse of sin. Is somebody listening to me? You are dinged for hell. Nothing can help you no more. That's the curse. But the blessing says that I will save your soul. I will heal your body. I will prosper your ways. If that doesn't make you shout, nothing will this morning. I'm blessed beyond the curse. I said, I'm blessed beyond the curse. Come on, shout yes if you believe it. Now, I told you I'm going to give you a couple. Listen to this, Psalm 32. Let's stand still on this one. That the first blessing that's, that we've received, before I'm going to read this, just keep it on. Look at me. The first blessing that we've received, our names. That gets me every time. It's written in the Lamb's book of life. I don't have to go to hell. My sins are forgiven. I said, I'm washed. Now, you, you have to look at me right now. There's a lot of people that you sit here, and people say, well, there's no help for you. You are too far gone. Do you know why? Because they've never seen mercy step in. They believe that you have to be part of the curse because and I want to say this to you. Maybe you sit here in debt and you think, God, can't you just get me out of debt? People say, well, you made the debt. God can't get you out. It's because they've never seen mercy step in. When mercy steps in, you were supposed to be dead, but mercy stepped in. You were supposed to go to hell, but mercy stepped in. Come on. Your name was supposed to be blotted out of the book of life, but mercy stepped in. You can't change a man's mind who saw mercy step into my situation. Come on, I say you cannot change a man's mind who saw mercy step into my situation. Come on, when the world has written me off, mercy stepped in and pulled me, come on, out of hell and saved my soul. The biggest prosperity that we have is the prosperity of our souls. The Bible says, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. 
That's a blessing. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and who, in whose spirit there is no deceit. The biggest blessing, the biggest prosperity. You know, in the book of John, in 1 John, it says, it says, brothers or brethren, I pray that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Three ways to prosperity. I pray that you prosper financially. Be, be in health. So your health prospers as your soul prospers. If you are saved, born again, your soul is prosperous. Come on, shout yes if you believe that. So the scripture says, blessed is them who God does not look at you and he sees iniquity no more because you're forgiven. Come on, would you just lift your hand and thank God for mercy. Thank God that his mercy stepped in. Thank God that you're here. You have another chance to get right with God. Come on, you're not a lost case. Come on, I said you're not a lost case. You still have hope. And His name is Jesus Christ. Thank God for His mercy. Now, you know what people don't like? And let me just say this to you. The devil also doesn't like this. Satan hates it when people prosper financially. When they prosper in their health, and their bodies. And he hates it when they prosper in their souls. Satan wants to keep you poor, broken, defeated, always wants to remember you that you are part of the curse. That's not what my Bible says. My Bible says if I'm saved, I'm an heir. I said an heir. The blessings of Abraham is mine. But you see, you have to choose life or death, blessings or cursing. But don't insult Jesus Christ and say he can only heal me. Or he can only save me. Or he can only prosper me financially. I want to show you this in scripture today. So number one, very important, the prosperity of your soul. What does it benefit you to be Elon Musk, but you don't know Jesus Christ? Let me go further. What does it help you to be Bill Gates, but your name is not written? You have money in the bank, but you don't have peace in your soul. Oh, come on, I'm speaking to somebody. You have all the money in the world, but you are lost. You are doomed for hell. What does it help you to have all the money in the world, but you cannot save your soul? I want everybody to hear me right now. You cannot buy your way into heaven. You cannot tithe your way into heaven. You tithe because you love God, but you cannot buy dive your way into heaven. Listen to me. Jesus says, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. I beg you, get born again. A man must be born again. This is why it's time that we run our houses right. What does it help you? You send WhatsApp messages to the whole world to get them saved, but your children is lost. Come on, get your house in order and make sure that your loved ones goes home to be with Jesus with you. That's a price that no man can pay. Your self-righteous sayings and doings cannot save you. Many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not commanded the sickness to go and casted out demons? And he will say, go away. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. You are not saved by what you've done. You are saved by what he has done and accepting him. And when you accept him, you change your life. I want to say a nasty thing, but it's the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts before it sets you free. But when you are born again, change your friend's circle. 
the circle of friends is the first that needs to go. You cannot put new wine in old wineskins. Are you listening to me this morning? Your soul needs to prosper. You need to get yourself in the word of God. Seek the face of the Lord. Listen, God uses men of God. I understand that. But God wants to get you to a place where you can hear God for yourself. We don't need to run to the prophets. What does God say? God wants you to get to the place of maturity in your soul where you can hear God for yourself. Come on, you better shout. My sins are forgiven. The curse of sin has been broken. If I accept him, it means I accept these rules. Come on, when you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, you accept these rules. You accept his lordship. Amen. Then that means my soul prospers. When you die today, your money is staying right here. Your shoes right there. Amen. I know a guy, a millionaire, he died, when he, before he died, he told his wife, if I die, you bury me with all of my money. She says, no problem. When he died, she wrote out a check, put the check on, his, on the coffin, and there he goes. Where you go, let me just say this, let me rephrase it. Where I go, I don't need money. Woo! I'm going to get into heaven. There will be no mortgage. Ooh, there will be no mortgage, no water and electricity bill, no food grocery bill. Everything is free because my Father in heaven is generous. Come on, tell somebody in heaven I don't have a mortgage. I'm debt free in heaven. Doesn't that get you excited? No more phone bills. No more utility bills. No more clothing bills. That gets me excited every time. God is so generous. Listen, when God created you, he had, He's the master architect. He created you with exactly who He is, taste. And you're going to get a, a house in heaven according to your taste. <laughs> Not a kaya. I can see the religious spirit getting into heaven. No, Jesus. No, this is not right, Jesus. It's mansions. Streets of gold. No, Jesus. Prosperity is of the devil. If you don't believe in prosperity, rather go to hell. Because in heaven, there's streets of gold. Twelve gates of solid pearl. The foundation of the city is built on precious gemstones. Come on, there's not a need, not a lack in heaven. Jesus says in my Father's house, there's many mansions. Mansions. What do you think if I say mansion? What, what, does, what comes up? Big. How can you have such a big house? Big. Any person that fights, I know people say, well, Jesus doesn't heal anymore. It's because they don't know him. They don't believe it until the doctor says you've got cancer. Then they believe that he can heal. They don't believe in prosperity until they broke. Come on, they don't believe in, in, in salvation until they're on their deathbed. Jesus paid a price so that you can be free. Shout freedom. Come on again, freedom. So if you are belonging to Christ, then you're part of Abraham's seed. 
and Abraham's blessing now belongs to you. So say, the, the Abraham's blessing is mine. Say that again. So the blessing of God comes through obeying the voice of God. Remember when Moses told the Israelites, Deuteronomy 30 speaks about this, we give you life and death, blessings and cursing. But choose life, choose the blessing. You can choose death and receive the curse, but it's stupid. Why if you know that you can be blessed, do you want to be cursed? Why do you, when you know that you can have life, do you choose death? Am I speaking to somebody? I choose life. I said, I choose life. I said, I choose life. I said, I choose life. What does John 10, 10 says? The thief comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. I have come to give you and life abundantly. Not life so that you can just make it. People think they serve El Chipo or El Get By. He's El Shaddai. He's the God of plenty. The all-sufficient one. Not the get-by God. Now, you know, we, we, we refer to him as God, but you have to get another picture of him. Father. The Bible says, you who are evil know how to take care of your children. How much more? No, 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 no. How much more will your heavenly Father who is good he says, if your son asks you for a bread, you who are evil will not give him a rock. How much more will your heavenly father give you if you ask of him? People think he's a, a strict God, a, a, just a judge the whole day. Listen to me. He's a judge to the sinner, but to me he's a father. Now, you in church, if you lie now, you're going to go to hell. Okay? So, how many of you love your children? Now, I'm talking about love your children. That you will go to bed tonight hungry so that they can eat. That you will walk naked so they can be clothed. Come on, be honest. How many, how many of you adore your children? Do you know why you do? Because he adores you. He placed how he feels about you in you for your kids. Do you understand that? Why do I love my children? Because he loves you and he has placed of him in you. So that when you look at your children, you can know how he feels about you. You want good things for your children. Your heavenly father wants good things for you. You know what people think? I gave my life to Jesus and now I'm going to suffer for him. You're going to just suffer. You know the Bible says long suffering is a fruit of the spirit. We're going to have to suffer long. That's what the devil wants you to believe. Why do people think that you gave up the world and you accept him to struggle the way you've struggled in the world now you have to understand something there's people that don't serve the Lord that's blessed but the way they receive their blessing is the way they will have to keep it I'm getting somewhere today so number one again <laughs> salvation that's the biggest prosperity to our souls being saved do you know what the Bible says? Blessed is the man who does not sit with sinners. Oh, I love that one. Who does not sit in the council of the ungodly. So the Bible says God will bless you if you keep yourself pure from the, from the world. Did you know that? Now we, we, we crucify preachers if God bless them. 
If that preacher lives righteously, pays the price, everything that he desires, he must get. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the, the religious spirit angry this morning. By the way, it's not me, okay? Take it up with God. He says a preacher is worthy of double the honor. Take the highest salary guy in the church, that preacher must earn twice as much. That's what the Bible says. He says, the man who teaches you spiritual things, you must share materialistic things with him that teaches you the word. Oh, that pastor steals the church money. Oh, my word. How ignorant can one man be? Are you stupid or ignorant? I don't know what it is no more. Maybe it's that new variant moron cron. I don't know, but... Oh, they took their poor's money. How many, how many poor people do you need to steal from? Why can't we just believe that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and He adds no sorrow to it? You can believe if you are saved and you have to struggle, that's your business. I've read a bit further that the curse of poverty has been broken over my life. Shout yes if you believe that. I said shout yes if you believe that. If you believe that, you better jump to your feet and give Jesus 30 seconds of crazy praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed beyond the curse. You know, in Deuteronomy, God even said this. He even promised to put a curse on your enemies. Those who come against you, who speak against you, God says he'll curse them. You see, the dangerous thing is when you become the righteousness of God, he says, I will bless those who bless you, but I will curse those who curse you. This is why when they come against you, don't fight. The battle is not yours. He says, I'll do the cursing. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. He says in his word, God sits in heaven and he laughs at his enemies. Now that's why it's fine to laugh in church. You know, God doesn't like jokes. Oh, my goodness. God has a sense of humor. He made you. The reason why you sit now and laugh is because he sits in heaven and laugh. All right? Liberty. When you were unsaved, you laughed. Come on. Keep it country. <laughs> in church like somebody's dead if you could laugh for the devil why can't you laugh of the new joy that he's given you come on the joy of the Lord is my strength don't let the devil fool you and keep you back into bondage you have been delivered from the curse of the Lord you are free shout I'm free one more time. So you don't need to beg God for his blessing. You just need to obey his voice. Deuteronomy 28 speaks about this. He says, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, that all these blessings shall come upon you. All right, then everybody loves that. Ooh, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. Now, read further than verse 14. If you don't obey all these curses, shall come upon you you see you you have the right blessings or cursing you decide come on shout yes 
So number one, if you fully obey God and you serve the Lord, the curse of sin is gone. He saved you. Number two, the blessing means that sickness in my body is illegal. The curse said that you were supposed to die. You'll get boils and you'll get sickness and you'll die. But the blessing says you have a long life. Will I satisfy you? Your eyes will be when you're eight years old like when you were 40. You will walk upright. Come on, the blessing says that when you are old, you will never be forsaken. If you have been rooted in the house of God, you will flourish when you are old. I said, I declare in the name of Jesus, you will not die of sickness and disease. You will be an old man, an old woman. And when you have, if you have reached your destiny, you can say, Lord, I'm ready. And he will take you home. Come on, if you believe that, say yes. Now, I want you to just read this very quickly again because I, I, I just saw this verse I'm going to show you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it speaks about this. He became sin who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. In other words, Jesus knew no sin, but he became my sin. He became your sin. In other words, that curse has been broken. He took the curse on him. Cursed is a man who hangs on a tree. Is that correct? So he took the curse of sin upon him. Therefore, sin has no more dominion over me. Therefore, I, wanna, I, I can preach on this for days. If you give your life to Jesus Christ, you don't want to sin no more. If you want to sin, you still commit sin. You're not born again. It's impossible when you're born again to sin. Oh, come on, somebody. It's impossible. In other words, you don't plan on sinning. You plan on sinning. If you know what you do is wrong and you still do it, it's sin. Come on, somebody. So Jesus took, he took sin. He took man's disobedience upon him. He took every form of infirmity and sickness and disease so that you can be healed. Look at your neighbor and say, God healed your body. Amen. Now, listen to this quickly. Man, man's disobedience brought upon him the curse of sin, hard work and toiling, not the blessing of the Lord. Imagine this. When he told, when he told Adam, the, the ground that you will work on will be fawn infested. Jesus came years after that, thousands of years after that, and he took the crown of fawns on his head. The same fawns that Abraham, that the, uh, that the scripture says Adam had to work through toil jesus said i'll take that thorns on my head so that you don't have to have the you can have the in other words the ground will no longer be cursed for your sake it will be blessed for your sake because the curse has been reversed do you understand that you don't have to carry the curse of your family upon you. If your grandmother had cancer, your mom had cancer, all her sisters had cancer, you don't need that cancer. You choose the blessing or you choose the cursing. But we declare in the name of Jesus, the curse has been broken. You have to decide, I'm not taking my mama's problems. I'm not taking my grandmother's problems. I'm not taking my family's problems. I'm blessed beyond the curse. I break the cycle in the name of Jesus. And I decide to live. You tell your 
body, you tell yourself, body, align yourself with the word of God. The curse says you have to be sick, but the blessing says in Exodus 15, 26, I am the Lord who heals you, the one who takes away all of your disease. If you're part of the blessing, sickness is illegal. It's an illegal immigrant in the temple of the Holy Ghost. Come on, I feel faith on this one. Tell that high blood pressure. That is the place of the Holy Spirit. Get out. Come on, you tell that cancer cell, pack up your bags and go. My body is a temple. How many of you believe that? Jesus says in the book of Matthew 8, he says, I will take your infirmity upon me and I will remove all iniquity and all sickness from you. That's covenant. Shout, that's covenant. One more time. Matthew 8 says, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Jesus did not just take your physical sickness. He took your mental sickness, your depression, your oppression. Come on. He set the captives free. You don't have to have your mama's depression. Or your aunties are depressant. Church, I believe it's time that we decide. Blessings or cursings. Blessings or cursing. Entertain the spirit of God in your life. Stop entertaining the pain and the symptom and the pulse. I believe that God gave doctors to people. But I believe there's the greatest doctor of all time. Doctors can't go above God. No doctor has life eternal in him. No, come on, you didn't listen to me. No doctor has life eternal in him. But there's a doctor, a physician, above every other physician. He's the life giver. And he cancels the curse of sickness and disease in your body. Come on, you better jump on your feet and say, I'm a temple of the Holy Ghost. I have been set free from sickness. Well, Jesus doesn't heal anymore. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changes. He's not a respecter of man. If you can believe it, you can have it. Hallelujah. You see, the curse says you're going to get sick. But the blessing says, I took your sickness on me. When you were sick, and Jesus died for you. He took your sickness. He says, by whose stripes you are covenant. Say covenant. I said, say covenant. I said, say covenant. The Bible says this, that he took your sickness. Why do you want to carry it if he took it? Why do you want to carry the curse if Jesus says, choose life that you might live? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, one more time. Hallelujah, one more time. So, read this. I want to read this to you quickly. Exodus 15, 26. I want to read it that you believe it. That it will come into your heart. And he said to them, if you diligently heed. Now again, here's it again. Every time the blessing of the Lord is in operation, he gives them a commandment. He says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord. In other words, if you obey me, 
If you obey the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight. In other words, you walk righteously. Say righteously. Give ear to His commandments. Keep all of His statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. In other words, healing comes with a price. He says, simply obey me. Walk uprightly. The righteous... If you are born again, sickness should not even be mentioned among you. Oh, you didn't hear me. But basically, we are in a natural world. So what? We serve a supernatural God. My body is not supposed to bow to the natural things of this world. I'm a supernatural human being. I'm blessed beyond the curse of sickness. Can I get an amen if you believe that? None of the diseases on, of Egypt will come upon you. It will not come near you, for he's the Lord that heals you. Let's put on John 10, 10 again. Let's get that on. I want to read it. That people see it in the Bible. The thief does not come except to steal. Oh, you know, God wants to keep me poor. It's not God. It's the devil that steals. But I have bad news for the devil. If he's caught out, he must repay sevenfold. And today is the day that he has been caught out. I said the thief has been caught out. Come on, lift your hands and say, Lord, I received sevenfold of the blessing of the Lord upon me this morning. He comes not except. So when the enemy comes, he comes for these reasons. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. It's not God who makes you sick. In Egypt, he allowed the enemy to bring sickness on the Egyptians. Do you understand that? He's not the author of confusion. If God made sick, then Jesus can't come and heal. A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Come on, keep it on quickly. It does not come to do what? But to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. What does abundantly means to you? More than enough. Overflow. Prosperous. Jesus did not die for you so that you can be broke, sick, full of sin and defeated. He died on the cross so that sin has no more dominion over you. That your soul can prosper. That your body should be in health. And that your wallet can prosper. If money is so bad, why do you work for it? You know, money is the root of all evil. No, it's not what the Bible says. The love of money is the root of all evil. Why do I mention prosper financially the last point? It's because that's not the most important part. The most important part is that your soul prospers. Amen? That you know that you are saved without a shadow of a doubt. Amen. Number two, that your body prospers in health. Amen? That you look, you look so young. not the cream piece it's the anointing they ask me a lot how old are you old enough old enough to have two children not a gray hair on my head I pray like this and I pray like this you anoint my head with oil my cup will overflow come on do this my cup overfloweth. 
My cup is disappearing, but thank God. <laughs> now he says, blessed. Blessed, not cursed. Blessed is the one who does not sit in the council of the wicked. Listen to me. If you are the wicked, I still want you to eat, but just not at my table. The table that God has prepared for me is a table of more than enough. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes a man rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. The curse said, you will have sorrow in your work. You'll toil hard. But the blessing says, come on, put on Deuteronomy 8.18. Shout glory. glory. And you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is He who gives you the power to get wealth. Now, if God is against prosperity, why is this in the Bible? He gives you the power to get wealth. Now, you might say, well, you know, this is not wealth money-wise. Read the Bible. He speaks about money. He gives you power to get wealth. Why? That He may establish His covenant, which He swore to your fathers as it is in this day. So, in other words, when God blesses you financially it's his covenant do you understand that and he cannot break a covenant that's one thing that the word of god says he'll never do he'll never break a covenant so let me say that again it is what you shall remember the lord your god who does what give you power to get wealth so when people is are wealthy i'm talking to the righteous not talking to the sinner the sinner, the way he got his wealth, you'll have to keep it. You'll have to toil. You'll have to toss and turn at night. But when God blesses you, you can go to bed. You can sleep. He'll take care of the blessing. All right? It's not something that you have to work for. It's the favor of the Lord. My goodness, I feel like preaching in this place. The Bible says that in his own words, that God will bless the righteous and he will encamp them with favor all around them. So when God brings you wealth, He brings you favor. Shout favor. Why does He do it? To establish His covenant with you. Amen. Come on, look at the following one. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. And this is part of what He has done. I speak not by commandment. I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. We go for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that he, though he was rich, yet for your sakes, point somebody, poke them. So, you speaking to you for your sakes, he became poor that you, through his poverty, might become rich. This is in the New Testament under the under grace. When did Jesus became poor? When he hang on the cross. And he took all of your poverty upon him. Because poverty is a curse. Even in Malachi, he says, cursed. If you do not give unto the Lord, you'll be cursed financially. If you are not financially prosperous, it's a curse. And if you're born again, it means that that curse has no power over you. So if there is a, a poverty curse, it simply means you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord your God. You didn't diligently obey Him. Oh, I like this one. Now, He became poor that I might become rich. Now, let me get this straight. Jesus was not poor on the earth. They do not gamble over a poor man's clothing. 
but they gambled over his clothing. Amen? How can you drive a brand new car? Well, Jesus rode on a brand new donkey. Get me a donkey that nobody rode on. The liver smell of that donkey still came in. Can you imagine? He told the disciples, can you smell it? Who loves a brand new car smell? I think Jesus smelled that donkey. Buy a donkey. Buy a donkey. Peter came to him, he said, <laughs> I need to pay my tax. He says, why do you worry? Catch a fish. Robbie, catch a fish in his mouth. You will find a gold coin. Pay my taxes, pay your taxes. I told you everything is going to be okay. You think a father, the father of all fathers sent his son to earth to suffer? Suffer. I'm teaching you something. It's not in the Bible. I said, it's not in the Bible. And so the religious spirit will tell you, you know, prosperity is not of God. If it's not of God, why is it so in the Bible? Why is it He that gives me prosperity? If it's, if it's of the devil, why does the Bible say God gives me prosperity? Amen. Amen. Am I speaking to somebody? Come on, get Proverbs on. Proverbs chapter 10, 22. I don't know if I gave it to you, but we're going to have it now. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And He adds no sorrow to it. What did, he, what did he tell Adam? You'll have sorrow. You'll toil hard. But what does the blessing say? The blessing of the Lord makes rich. I love it. And he adds no sorrow to it. So I've got bad news. It's not your hard work that blesses you. It's the favor of God Almighty. It's the accomplished and the finished work of the cross that brought you where you are today. Therefore you shall remember the Lord your God. It is He who has given you the power to get wealth. It's not your boss. It's not your business. It's the, it's the God of heaven. The God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Jesus and Vessel. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and He adds no sorrow to it. Come on, I want you to say the God of Abraham. Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Jesus, and then your own name. Vessel! I'm in covenant, brother. I said, I'm in covenant, brother. I said, I'm in covenant, brother. He'll bless you so that his covenant will be established upon you. Yes! Hallelujah. So I'm going to read on. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. He has no sorrow to it. Next verse. To do evil is like sport to a fool. But a man of understanding has wisdom. The fear of the wicked will come upon him. And the desire of the righteous will be granted. The Bible says what the unrighteous fears about will come upon him. He says what the righteous desires will be granted. Not what you need. You miss it. What you desire. I don't give my children what they need. I give them what they desire. Are you listening to me? This is what the Word of God says. So why don't you understand about this? If you're righteous, He gives you what you desire. Stop judging people for what they have if you don't know what they've been through. Live righteous like He's living righteous. He can have what He has without toil. Oh, come on, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. How oh, did you see the car that he's driving? Did you see how, he, how his knees look? The beer car all weary man, but 
pray, be holy, righteous. You can drive the same car, stay in the same house. Be quiet, okay? You know, I'm not giving because that pastor is going to eat Kentucky afterwards. If you don't give, God will give your money to the unrighteous, and the unrighteous will get the job done. But the job is getting done. I said, the job is getting done. I heard a, a preacher, a great preacher, he said he needed a financial breakthrough, and he's praying, and he's praying, and he's praying, and he says, nothing comes through, and uh, his phone starts to ring, and this is a guy that he picks up the phone, and this guy says to him, listen to me, I don't like you. I don't... It, it sounds familiar, but I don't, I don't like you. I don't like TV preachers, but I'm sending you some help. I'm going to send you some help, and I never want to hear about you again. You don't call me. I, I don't like you. And the preacher says, how much does a little bit help sound like? He says, it, it sounds like a million dollars. He says, but if I give it, I don't want to hear about you. He said, that's fine by me. You'll never hear about me again. The un righteous now who remember who was here last week sunday okay i told you i sp I, t I tell my wife she's my girlfriend how many of you know that and i explained it's my wife after the service i got a message you unrighteous unholy pharisee openly sinning the guy says you're a hypocrite how dare you I said, what are you talking about, you? You are not even married. Shame on you. Jesus. Let me just make this clear. I have a problem today. My wife and my girlfriend is in the same church. So for the sake of the fools, my wife is my girlfriend. I have one PA, that's my wife. She's my girlfriend, she's my wife, she's my conscience. So after this guy gave it to me, he says, where do I sow a seed? I promise you. So where do I sow a seed? I said, keep your money and repent. Imagine this guy, I don't like you, you sinner. How dare you? Where do I sow seed? <laughs> so after I'm, before I'm going to get nasty like this, my wife is my girlfriend and my girlfriend is my wife. I treat her like my girlfriend. Do you know why? Because most people treat their girlfriends better than treat their wives. Oh, come on somebody. When you were, before you were married, ooh, ooh, look at the six pack. After you married, take it a keg. Pop suck. I've never understood this. Men, they want their wives to look like Ferraris, but they look like Beatles. Yo, Jesse Hong, broer. Look after the wife of your youth. Treat her like your girlfriend. Treat him like your boyfriend. <laughs> Look at that guy on television. Who can you say like 
It's just television. It's camera. Look at me on the television. You'll think I'm much taller. It's just camera. Don't worry. It's just camera. <laughs> say, I'm righteous. Come on, say, I'm righteous. And everything I desire. Come on, everything I desire will be granted to me. Come on, I'm the favorite of the Lord. I'm blessed beyond the curse. I said, I'm blessed beyond the curse. I'm blessed beyond the curse. I said, I'm blessed beyond the curse. I'm prosperous in all of my ways. I'm the head. I'm not the tail. Is there any righteous in this place? Psalm 84, 11, the Bible says God will not withhold anything good from the righteous. If you are the righteous, you will have all things good given unto you. And let me just say this to make the devil angry. No man can curse what God has blessed. If God has said yes, no man can say no. No man can say no. Never be shy for... Never be shy about the blessings of God. If He has blessed you, use that as your testimony. Let the devil see that God blesses you to the overflow. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. This means I will lack nothing. Praise the name of the Lord. Here's this Psalm 5. I'm almost there. God blesses the righteous. And with favor, he will surround you as a shield. I love that. He blesses you, and then he puts favor around you like a shield. So wherever you walk, favor is going with you. When the enemy comes with an attack, you're the favored of the Lord. You were not supposed to get that contract, but you got it because you're the favored of the Lord. You don't qualify for it, but who cares? You're the favorite of the Lord. This is why he says you will live in houses that you did not build. You'll eat from vineyards that you did not plant. I declare you will, you will drive cars that you can't even afford. It will be given unto you. God will bless you and make you a blessing. Shout yes. yes. The work of God cannot, you know, cannot do what we can't do what we do about finances. It's stupid to think. You know, why, why does God need our finances? Well, to, to share the gospel, to spread it all over the world. The gospel is free, but it takes money to get places. Shout yes if you understand that. Now, I want one more to read and before I'm going to pray for you. Psalm 35, 27. Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Let me just stop there. Let them shout. You can shout in church. You can, you can have joy in church. The same guy that talked nonsense, he says, please tell your church not to agree with everything you say. Don't let them say amen. <laughs> amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let them shout for joy. Let them be glad who favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has a pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Now, the servant is not the preacher. The servants is those who belong to him. He says this. He says he has pleasure when you prosper. Like a father. You look at your children. You see them do good. Woo, it's a delight. There's many things in my life that I lay down so that my children can have. A lot. And when they have it, I live through their eyes. 
If I take them somewhere for the first time, I can't wait to <laughs> see their face. How was it? How was it? How was it? It was great. <laughs> but as a father, whoo, it does something for this father's heart. It gives me pleasure. Your heavenly father looks at you and says, oh, I'm going to prosper. Because if I prosper, I'm a good father. A good father takes care of his children. Even a dog knows that. The animal world knows that. How much more will your heavenly father take care of you? Now, for everybody that's against financial prosperity, you're not reading the Bible. Jesus died for your sin. He died for your sickness. He became poor that you might become rich. Through that, that this covenant can be established. But you have to decide right now, life or death, blessings or cursing. Come on, choose right now. Life, death, blessings or cursing. And when you are blessed, you think people are going to leave you alone? No, they're going to speak against you. Let them. Jesus says, anybody who comes against you, if they attack you, you will receive a hundredfold blessing. So in other words, with persecution comes blessing. I'm talking to you about a God who's alive, not a God that's dead. If Satan can look after his children, you know, it, it, you know it's, it's funny. The band that sings, I'm on the highway to hell, they can fly in a private plane. But a preacher that preaches, there's a highway to heaven. Whoa, he, he can't be in a private plane, then he steals the poorest money. How wicked and twisted is this world? Because this world's father is the devil. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. If this worldly people can fly private planes, have mansions, drive the best cars, the richest in this life, the richest men in the world is not Christians. Nobody bats an eye if Elon Musk buys Twitter for a couple of billion dollars. But when a pastor has that kind of cash, it must have been faith. He had to steal somebody. He had to rob of somebody. We are ignorant. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And I want to add to this right now. The blessing that's coming to the body of Christ is going to get the world really mad. Because God's going to bless you and prosper you and establish His covenant with you. Come on, you are the blessed of the Lord. The head and not the tail. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all of His commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and, the, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. It will not just come on me. It will overtake me. In other words, in my next season in life, next month I will also be blessed because the blessing is not just on me, it overtakes me. Come on, it makes a way for me already. I want you to do something. I want you to say, May month is May month. One more time. Come on, one more time. May month is May month. It shall overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. I declare this to you. Blessed shall you be in the city. And blessed shall you be in the country. 
Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, meaning you'll be in health. The curse of sickness has been broken off you. Come on, blessed shall blessed. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, the cattle and the offspring of your flocks. This means the, your, 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 your cattle will have babies. Okay, let me rephrase that. Your madibas will have more madibas. Pull out that lion from your pocket. He will have more lions. Back then, it was an agricultural world. Now it's a financial world. Am I speaking to you? Why are you so quiet? You're supposed to grab this with both hands. Your rhinos is about to increase. <laughs> okay. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you. That's part of the covenant, by the way. Who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all, come on, in all which you set your hand. And He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to Himself. Just as He has sworn, as He has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God, walk in His ways, then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. And they shall be afraid of you. The Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you His good treasure, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season, to bless all the works of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. You shall lend to nations, and you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only, only, and not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or the left, to go other gods and serve them. And then 15 speaks about all the cursings. But we thank God that we have a bunch of righteous people that love the commandments of the Lord. Blessed, not cursed. I said blessed and not cursed. I said blessed and not cursed. My prayer for you is that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Come on, that your soul will be so prosperous whew, that your body prosperous. Come on, I want to agree with you this morning. Every Every time that the, the enemy attack you and bring up your past and bring up your sins, that you will know that you have been redeemed of your sinful nature. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. I want you to close your eyes and agree with me right now. Lord, your people, their souls will prosper. Their souls will be a land of the light. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will establish your covenant with your people today. Lord, the most important thing for us is knowing that our names have been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Therefore, I'm asking you, Lord, even those who's watching us around the world, that their souls will prosper today, that they will know that there's a better life. And His name is Jesus. 
that we know Lord that whom the Son of Man sets free is free indeed so therefore we declare every spirit that keeps souls captive this morning we come against it in the name of Jesus and I say let God's people go right now we choose the blessing we choose life this morning in the name of Jesus come on every soul held captive I command you in the name of Jesus Christ be free right now receive your liberty Lord the power of sin will have no more dominion over them in the name of Jesus come on Jesus says you must be born again accept him into your heart this morning receive him as your Lord and your Savior receive his commandments ask him to forgive you of all your sin come on ask him right now to wash you with the precious blood of the Lamb. accept him right now into your heart the captain of your soul the Bible calls him the overseer of a man's soul souls will prosper in this place come on put your hand on your on your heart right now I release the joy of the Lord in those souls in the name of Jesus Christ right now right now right now right now receive the joy of the Lord receive the joy in your soul come on receive the joy of the Lord in your soul depression let them go oppression you are defeated in the name of Jesus come on I want to teach you don't don't tell God what you feel tell him his words tell him what his word says whom the Son of Man sets free is free indeed I come against every form of addiction in the name of Jesus I rebuke addiction right now it's a spirit of lust and I command it come out come out in Jesus name and enter no more let God's people go this morning come I want you to pray with me declare the word of God with me you promise me my soul will prosper I am the righteousness of God thank you that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life that I'm saved by the blood of the Lamb it's written in your word that you are the Lord that heals us you say in your word that you took my infirmities and my disease upon you you broke the curse of sickness Therefore, I command every sickness in the house. Pack your bags and go in Jesus' name. Come on, if you're sick in your body, you tell yourself, be healed in the name of Jesus. Devil is written that by his stripes we are healed. You have stolen too long. Jesus came to give us life. I speak to your body. Receive the life of Jesus within you. Every form of pain. Come on, listen to me. Is every eyes closed? In actual fact, I want you to do me a favor. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands to heaven. Close your eyes. And listen to me. Healing is in the atonement. It's part of the covenant. You don't need to feel that symptom, that pain. You don't have to have the you feel many pocket the loopy. Lay it down at his feet right now. 
I receive the blessing. I choose the blessing. I choose life this morning. Now be healed from your head. Now Holy Spirit, I ask you to touch these bodies all across this place. All across this place, touch these bodies, Lord. Let your healing power flow right now. Come on, receive the power of the Holy Spirit. He's here. Every sickness and disease. Come out of those bodies and enter no more. Right from the front, right to the back. Let the healing glory of God fall upon your people. Let your healing rain down on these bodies. Come on, declare with me, I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. Sickness, you are illegal. You will renew the youth and strengthen the inner man. Renew the youth, Lord, and strengthen the inner man. Infirmity, be gone in Jesus' name. Pain, be gone in Jesus' name. Deafness come out. Cancer dry up. Pain cease. In the name of Jesus. Cease. Cease. Come on, put your hand on your stomach. Lord, that intestines. I command the healing power of the Lord to flow through that stomach right now. Every difficulty, every pain. I command you, be gone in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every sickness of the stomach. Let God's people go right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Intestines, hear the word of God. I command you, be healed. Ulcers, I command you, be gone. Right now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Heartburn, I command you, be healed. Heart disease, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Come on, people, he's here. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Place behind the curse. Blessed behind the curse. Now, Lord, right now, your word says that you will prosper the righteous. You delight in the prosperity of your servants. Today, I'm asking you, Lord, every person that's a faithful giver, according to your word, that they will prosper, that they will never lack in the name of Jesus. That your word shall be performed over them, Lord. That the curse of poverty, the curse of lack, shall be broken right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, give them a revelation of who they are in you. The head and not the tail. Lord, we want to ask you for favor this week. 
that favor shall be like a shield unto your people. Come on, lift your hands. Something is happening here. Something is happening here. The favor of the Lord. Your word says it's the blessing of God that makes us rich. And you add no sorrow to it. Let your people, your faithful ones, see it this week, Lord. It is written that we shall remember the Lord our God. For it is He who gives us power to get wealth. So that the covenant can be established. You became poor that we might become rich through your poverty. Riches came to your people. I declare this week, Lord, a supernatural turnaround. Now listen, every eye is closed, every hand is lifted. There was a widow woman that says the death is his coming. And they're going to come and take my son. And Elisha said, what do you have? I have a little bit of oil. Go to the neighbors, borrow vessels. Don't borrow a little. Get your expectation up. For God is about to make you a businesswoman. One minute you have debt and the debt is his coming. But when God is through with you, when mercy steps in, I want to tell you they're not going to take your kids. But you will sell the oil, give it to the debtors, and what is left you will live off. You see, God's not just in the business of getting you through. But His covenant is to establish you, to make you debt free, so that you can live off the rest. And I'm asking you, Lord, right now, I need people to agree with me. That the month of May shall be a month of supernatural debt cancellation. That if they truly believe you and hold fast to your word, that you'll give them ideas, that you'll send help, Lord. That date shall be cancelled supernaturally. That woman had to obey the voice. If you diligently obey his voice, he can do the same for you. So right now, in the name of Jesus, listen, you don't need my hands. You can just step into this presence that's here right now. Just two more minutes. That's all I'm asking. Step into this presence here right now and receive it. Receive it by faith. Life or death, blessings or curses. Life or death, blessings or curses. You choose today. The Lord, your glory is here. Run to the throne. Run to the throne. 
In His presence there's fullness of joy. At His right hand there's places forevermore. He'll bless you. He'll redeem you. Come on, right now, you just receive from Him. Receive the promise, which is yes and amen. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. You will never be ashamed. If you get to the city, you'll be blessed. Get to the field, you'll be blessed. You're blessed sitting down, you're blessed standing up, blessed in your coming, blessed in your going. A temple of the Holy Spirit, life resides in you. Life, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, is in you, it's working in you. High blood pressure, move out of the way. Should diabetes be gone? Thank you for writing our names in the Lamb's Book of Life for redeeming us, Lord, from the curse of sin. We are free this morning, free of condemnation, free of sin. We don't have to go to hell if we accept you and live for you. Thank you. Thank you for saving our souls. Come on, one more minute. Don't rush it. The presence of the Lord is here. Come on, forget about everybody. Put your focus on Him. Love Him right now. I believe he wants to give you a peace right now that surpasses all understanding. Lord, give your people peace. <laughs> give them peace. Not the peace of this world, but your peace. Everything will be okay. Come on, tell him, you promise you will never leave me. You will never forsake me. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Give your situation to Him right now. You promise you will never leave me. You say in your word that you will be with me forever. Let your peace flood our souls this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God who's worthy forever and forever. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the King of Kings. The name above every name. Our righteous one. Jesus, name above every name. We glorify you right now. We are free. Declare with me, I am free. I am free. Come on, I am free. Come on, I am free. Do 
you believe that this morning? Now, Lord, thank you so much for your word that transforms us. After this day, I'll never be the same again. I choose life. I choose the blessing. Blessed wherever I go. And your favor will be like a shield. And I thank you, Lord. May mind this may mind. I'm expecting something good to happen in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, would you just thank him for that? Just thank him for that.